Welcome to High Performance Gym, the personal and business development podcast for health coaches and personal trainers. My name is Key Witherspoon, former personal trainer and gym owner turned high performance coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help coaches develop their entrepreneurial qualities and the business to create a freedom-focused lifestyle. I believe you all have a uniqueness that we need to unleash to achieve this, and this is your genius. Each week, I'll be bringing you an inspiring person or message to help you perform at a higher level so you can become a confident and resilient coach to build the business of your dreams. So thanks for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for being here. In just a few days, I'm going to be 40 year old. I can't believe that in three days, I'm going to be turning 40. That is a scary prospect. It really is. But I've learned so much in those 40 years of life. I really have learned so much. I'm only just getting started. I love, I love learning. I love learning new concepts and everything. Just everything related to business and, and life and, and personal performance. You know, performing as an individual at the best you can in life. And one of those things, uh, one of the biggest things that I've learned, one of the biggest things that I've come across, and what I'm going to talk about today on today's podcast, is productivity. Not so much productivity, well, it, it, it helps with productivity, but it's, but it, is, it is kind of productivity. It's about understanding how you can be, how you can perform at your very best. And the very, it starts off with, well, what gets the most uh, attention in the world is, especially in the entrepreneurial world, uh, if you're building a business, is, well, not just building a business, but any kind of um, endeavor that, you know, you, it requires all of you, and it requires you to be productive, and it requires you to be on your A game, requires you to, you know, be the best you can be. This is a morning routine. Now, morning routines are very, very sexy. There's a lot of, people are actually selling courses on morning routines, um, which I find a little bit bizarre. Uh, but nevertheless, it's it's a very, very uh, powerful concept because it's really, you know, a morning routine absolutely just changes the game. This is something I learned probably about three, four years ago. I never used to have a morning routine. I was one of these people who used to snooze. I would always press snooze, get up at the very last minute, you know, go down to the gym as fast as I could, open the doors before people got there, uh, hand and coffee in one hand, uh, eyes still kind of half closed. And... A morning routine was just, it was absolutely game change for me. But actually, that's not what I want to talk about in today's podcast because there's something that's even more important than a morning routine, but isn't quite as sexy. And it doesn't really get that much attention. It does get attention for the people who are looking for it. But when we're talking about, you know, morning routines seem to be the end thing. But there's one thing you need to get in place before a a morning routine even matters. And again, this was something that I found actually after the morning routine. And it, it just completely changed everything. And this is an evening routine. It doesn't sound as sexy, does it? A morning routine sounds nice and sexy. It sounds like, yeah, a morning routine, it sounds really sort of, ooh, let's do that. Well, the evening routine is completely different. Evening routine just sounds a bit like, Ugh, you know. Um, but an evening routine is absolutely critical to your performance, to the productivity, and for sleeping well. You know, you, you're a health coach, you're in the fitness industry, you know how important sleep is. Sleep is is, is is critical, you know, not just for for health, but for performance as well, for like from a physical performance, for mental performance. Sleep is absolutely critical. So getting a good evening routine is absolutely essential. Um, and 
I like Seneca's observations on on the way he kind of views things, and this is really ties in nicely with a morning routine and an evening routine. So Seneca, um, if if you don't know who Seneca is, Seneca was kind of a, a, is a well-renowned Stoic, um, you know, back in ancient Greece, and his observations was that everything is circular, uh, and what this is kind of illustrating, like the circle, the closing of a, of a loop. You know, everything kind of opens, everything closes, so it's like a circular. Like life and death, you know, you start life and then you die. It's like a circle. Year to year, it's a circle. It starts and it finishes. Month to month. But the smallest circle being the day. Like everything starts and everything starts and inevitably ends. That's just how kind of things are. But we have like full control about how this goes. I mean, you haven't got control about life and death. But you have control about your day. How it starts and how it finishes, and these are the two most important things. And this is the biggest thing I want to highlight: like how your day starts and how your day finishes is absolutely critical for what happens in between. Like in between is when you know everything you, you live your life, but how you set that day up and how you finish that day is so so critical. Um, but yet the unfortunate truth is, for many people, the kind of loop is is not consciously closed on the night. Instead, it's kind of extended by or dragged out by late night TV, uh, like social media, hip, hypnotism, you know, flipping scrolling on social and just getting absorbed in that instead of actually getting yourself to bed. You know, leading, leading to kind of a marathon snooze fest when the alarm rings the following morning. Like, this is just like creating the circle of fatigue and underperforming focus and, as opposed to, you know, performing at your very best. And, you know, I've got no kind of data on this, but I imagine... You know, I don't suppose there's any data on this because, you know, if we look back at years and years ago and now we look at that night, social media and things, now people are probably sitting up later and later because there's the things like TV, these distractions we have on a night. And I have no doubt that this probably shortens the lifespan as well. And yeah, again, I have no data on that, but I wouldn't be surprised in that. So it's about keeping those loops powerful at the beginning and powerful at the end. Now, yeah, I'm going to go through, I do look like I'm obsessed with morning routines have been for years but i wanted to make this the first one because i do believe that how you how you finish your day is more important than how you start your day so i've got seven habits of a powerful evening routine and i'm going to go through these now um the very first one so we're going to take this back so even routine think about this is kind of winding down a lot of people when they wind down what they do is they sit in front of the tv and they switch your tv on or they'll go on the phone this isn't winding down because you're still stimulating your brain you're still giving your brain things that it's just, it's not allowing it to switch off. On a nighttime, if you can switch off and you can really gather your thoughts and you're going to be more productive for that following day, you're going to be setting yourself for a following day. But by doing this, you're going to have a good night's sleep. It's going to let you rest so much easier. So the first one is to take a walk. So if we think about this between 60 to 90 minutes before you go to bed, this is when I kind of start my, my evening routine, like 60 to 90 minutes, just depending on, on my night. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit later, just depending on you know, the kids. If the kids go down good, then you know, it's all good. If they don't, then that routine gets cut down a little bit because I try to get to bed at the same time every night. This is so important. So the first one that I would do is take a walk. Yeah, Just be, you know, 60 to 90 minutes, just get outside for 15 to 20 minutes. Longer if you want to, um, but walking is by far and large the best way to clear some headspace and to gather your thoughts. You know, it kind of takes the stresses out of the day and it just allows you to kind of, allows them just to kind of float away into the night. And, you know, Seneca, again, go back to Seneca, he wrote, uh, you know, we should take one run outdoors 
out we should take one minute outdoor walk so that the mind might be nourished and refreshed by the open air and deep breathing now, Seneca was a big advocate of getting that headspace because he lived in somewhere like Rome where it was very busy and there was a lot of noise he getting away from the noise was a way to allow him to really gather his thoughts and it's not just kind of Seneca you've got the greatest people who ever lived people like Steve Jobs Albert Einstein Charles Darwin these were like habitual walkers whenever they looked against anything kind of stubborn or challenging they would they would go for a walk this would be the answer to the problems because when you walk something magical happens you just get your heart rate going a little bit but it just allows you to kind of come alive with your thoughts to to, to gather, gather the thoughts and really make sense of what's going on in your head what you kind of find is there's a lot of noise going on there once you start going for a walk it just eliminates all the noise and allows you to gather your thoughts and your ideas and you know Nicholas Tesla uh, if you heard of Nicholas Tesla Nicholas Tesla uh, was a kind of he, he was he was a really important kind of scientist a long long time ago uh, that's Tesla the car named Tesla it's after the namesake of Nicholas Tesla that's where it comes from but he discovered the rotating magnetic field and this is one of the most important like, important scientific studies in modern history um, and this was during one of his walks through Budapest in 1882 you know, he, this, this idea came to him when he was walking that's how powerful kind of walking is so walking is really important so do this on a light time you know, 60 to 90 minutes before you go to bed get outside uh, and just go for a walk let your head clear you never know you might get the best idea you've ever had in your life the second one is to write down your three next day priorities. Okay, this is not a to do list because the to do list just creates a lot of overwhelm. Like I don't like personally, I just don't like what to do lists. Are just you look at the list and you're just like, whoa, it's immediate overwhelm. But on night time, if you write down your three biggest priorities for the next day, this you know, this is just it's just game changing for it's, it. It just allows you to put that on the paper. And, and leave it. It's like, these are my three next priorities for tomorrow. You will automatically know what you need to do tomorrow. And it's just allows you to get a restful night's sleep. So you're not tossing and turning, but listen, you know, tossing and turning about all these things that you have to do. Just write out, out three main tasks for tomorrow. That is it. Three. Five maximum. Definitely don't go above five. Five, I think it could be too many. Uh, but definitely go with three. Three main tasks. And if you really get these done, that was all you would need to do like those three things if that was all you got done tomorrow that would be a win what are your three biggest tasks yeah in his book if you read his book uh brian tracy eat that frog uh, explains the importance of tackling the biggest most challenging task first like he calls it the big ugly frog uh, by prioritizing your main thing keeps the main thing the main thing so what brian tracy was saying is the, the your biggest task in the morning or your biggest task do that first in the morning so if you write this down and you know what you have to do, when you get up in the morning, you know exactly what you have to do then. There's no second guessing. There's no, like, what do I have to do now? It's like, no, you know, it's there. Do it. Get that biggest thing done. It's out of the way. The third one is right now gratitude. Gratitude is just, you know, we, we kind of live in a world now where we're always searching for what's missing instead of seeing what we actually have. And gratitude is a, is a really powerful way to create positive psychology well, there's a lot of studies on this uh, that kind of shows the the benefits of, of, of practicing gratitude but it just you know you could do it yourself if you don't do this and just write things down actually it just makes you feel good when you do it it makes you feel appreciative of the things that you've got and if you can do this before you go to bed again it just allows you to 
you know, if you've had a really stressful day, maybe things haven't gone right for you or they just haven't gone the way that you wanted, you can feel quite stressed and irritated and frustrated, then you just write gratitude down and it's just like, Do you know what? It's it just makes you make sense of things. It makes you kind of realise what you have already is so important. And you know, if you never had that and that was taken away, that would be the worst thing in the world. But you have that. It's like it could be your family, yourself, your health. You could go into really into the depths of this. Um, you know, I, I tend to go quite deep with it sometimes because it's it allows you to kind of explore within yourself like what you are truly grateful for. And again, this is going to be game changing for a lot of things. So that was your third one, gratitude. The next one, number four, is write down your three biggest wins for the day. There's a book um, called The Gap and the Gain. This is from Dan Sullivan and, and Benjamin Hardy. It's a really good group, really, really good book. Uh, this is based on Dan Sullivan's concept of The Gap and the Gain. This is something that he developed a long time ago and he works with his clients and now he's kind of developed a book on his idea. You know, the main part of his idea is that for most people, what they're doing is they're measuring, they measure the success. Most people are in the gap, is what Dan says. Most people are in the gap, they're kind of measuring the success by the ideals. So you know, these are kind of moving goals or moving targets. Like say you want to achieve something, whatever it is, you're always measuring yourself by that ideal. And what he says, this this kind of puts you in the gap because you're always, you're never truly measuring yourself from what you've achieved. Now what he says with the most successful people measure themselves by being in the game. And what he means by that is just reflecting back on you know, how far you've come in say 90 days or the last 12 months or maybe the wins that you got yesterday it's like saying okay do you know what 90 days ago i was at this position 90 days later i'm in this position so you're measuring your own progress you're measuring your progress by based on yourself as opposed to based on your ideals because we never actually truly achieve those ideas because these will always change they're kind of movable and because they're movable we always we're always chasing something that we might never achieve but if we just measure ourselves based on our previous and said you know what, I'm better because of this and better because of that then this is a some this is a more powerful way of of progress and a good way of doing this is just writing down three wins for the day just three wins for the day what did you learn for the day uh, sorry what did what were your day's wins and it could be anything it could be something really really small it could be just that you maybe had that awkward conversation with someone that you've been avoiding for ages. It could be the fact that you you had a really stressful day and then you've done something, not necessarily wrong, but maybe you've done something and thought, do you know what, I shouldn't have done that. So you reframe that and say, do you know what, that's actually a win because I recognise that and that's something I've learned from. So that is down classed as a win as opposed to a negative. You know, so oh, this didn't happen, that didn't happen. It's like, okay, what can I learn here? And you're marking these things down as a win. So you know, the, that fourth thing there is just, Write down three wins for the day. The fifth one is, I love this one, it was from, the quote by request. Habit five is request to your subconscious. Have a request to your subconscious. Again, I write this down. This came from actually a quote by Thomas Edison, um, who says, you know, don't go to bed without a request to your subconscious. And, you know, I, I think this was a really powerful concept because, the subconscious is such an amazing unknown to a certain respect. You know, there's, there's so much we don't know about the brain. And the majority of it happens with the subconscious. The subconscious is like 90% of the brain. 
and this is where the magic happens this is when you know, this is when you do all of your learning this is where all your ideas come from these are the, this is just where everything happens and i think you know before you go to bed at night time it's like just give a little bit of request to your subconscious just let that sink in and when you sleep just let your subconscious just analyze what the request that you give it and allow it to come up with an answer because when you're conscious, you don't really get the answers that you want. Yes, you get these ideas, but the ideas come from the subconscious. Everything that we do kind of comes from the, you know, these actions, the habitual actions that we've developed, the habits that we have, they all come from the subconscious, the way we've trained our brain. This is why you know brain training is, is so important because you know we've got to have these things that automatically happen. And this is delivered or it's driven by the subconscious. So that is just the, the habit five there. So give a request to your subconscious before you go to bed. Number six, take a warm shower. Uh, why? Because on a nighttime, what happens on a nighttime is to get sleep, your body needs to cool down. Your body naturally drops, the temperature drops, so you go to sleep on a nighttime. Your body needs to go through a natural period of, of cooling down. It only drops by sort of like a half a degree or so. On a morning, it does the opposite. On a morning, you, your body temperature rises on a night time it decreases so to actually get this decrease to decrease faster so as you enter sleep so as you enter that, the phase of uh, the release of sort of melatonin and um, the buildup of adenosine when you start getting tired your body temperature starts to drop you can actually speed up this process by taking a warm shower by taking a warm shower because you actually heat your body temperature up what happens is it brings it down faster. So if you can, just before you go to bed, take a nice warm shower or a jacuzzi, you know, if you're really posh and you've got a hot tub outside, something like that, uh, by jumping in into some hot water, I'll just take a shower, then that brings my body temperature down. So when you go to bed, it just helps promote sleep. And, you know, it's a very, very easy hack. Uh, it takes five minutes and it's actually quite pleasant. So try that. So jump in a warm shower. Get that body temperature down, cooling of the body temperature, and start bringing. What this does, it 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 brings sleep in naturally, you know, because you know you know you know the things like switching off your iPads, your iPhones, and anything electrical. I haven't actually got any of that in there because you know that's kind of common sense, really. Uh, but that natural process, things like reading as well helps. But we're talking about the shower here. Uh, but if you take a nice warm shower, you're naturally allowing your body just to fall into that sleep. And the last one is get an early night. Yeah, get an early night and we're going to add on to this. So it's get an early night and go to bed at the same time every night. Like have a time where, you're, where you go to bed, whatever that is for you, whether it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, whatever that is. Personally, I prefer earlier. I go to bed about 10 o'clock in the night. It just works for me. It means that I get up at 5 o'clock, so I'm getting kind of 7 hours sleep. Sometimes I'll go to bed a little bit earlier, if you know, depending on my day, if I feel really tired. I generally get to kind of 9 o'clock and I'm doing, I need to go to bed. Um, and that's when I'll start my nighttime routine. Kind of already have, I stay at 9 o'clock, I'll start it. Sometimes I'll actually speed the process up uh, just so I can get to bed earlier. You know, maybe I'll go for a quicker walk, these types of things. But if you have that regularity with the daytime, with the time that you go to bed, you, you your body has this natural, your natural body clock will set at a certain time. So say you go to bed at 9 o'clock on the night, or say 10 o'clock on the night, then if you do this and it becomes habitual, your body clock will adapt to that 10 o'clock. 
so your sleep becomes more regular and more natural so if you say you go in a shower it's say half past nine and then you kind of you, you're winding down you just you get into bed uh, maybe you do a little bit of reading whatever it is then you get into bed at that nine o'clock uh, sorry ten o'clock and you naturally fall asleep and this becomes normal so you normally go to sleep at ten o'clock you wake up you start waking up at a natural time as well like i get up i, I do set an alarm clock uh, for five o'clock if i didn't set an alarm clock i'd probably get up about half past six uh, but I get up early because, you know, I've got kids and I find if I get up early at five o'clock, then I can get a lot more done. I'm actually very productive. So I do have to set an alarm clock for five o'clock, but it's not, I don't wake up tired. My alarm clock goes up and I spring out of bed. I actually feel alive when I get up. And it's just because I've practiced, I've, just, I've ingrained that habit of going to bed at the same time. Going to bed at the same time every night, it's it's helped develop my body clock, and that's just kind of where I'm at. And you know, it's it's absolutely game changing for your productivity and your sleep. So let me just quickly go through them again. I'll just summarize what they are. So the first one is the seven habits of a powerful evening routine. The first one is take a walk. The second one, write out your three biggest next day priorities. The third one is write out gratitude. The fourth one, write down three wins for the day. So write down your three wins for that day, whatever they are. doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how small. Write down three wins for the day. The fifth one is request to your subconscious. Don't go to bed without a request to your subconscious. The sixth one is take a warm shower. And the seventh one is get an early night and make that night time to go to bed regular. Make it the same time every single night. Build that pattern up. So that was it. So that was your seven habits of a powerful nighttime routine. Honestly, if you start doing this, you start putting this nighttime routine in, it will make such a difference to your productivity, your sleep, and your focus the next day. We're talking about personal performance here, yeah? Personal performance. You want to grow a business. You want to be productive. You want to be creative. You've got to manage your morning routine and your nighttime routine. You've got to think about personal performance, and that's what this is. So thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being here and listening today. Um, hope that was insightful again as always just let me know how you found that uh, send me an email if there's any way that you'd like us to improve the show please again let me know how that is and enjoy the rest of your week thank you for listening to the show today i appreciate your time and i appreciate you being here if you'd like some free resources to help you with your business then click in the show notes there is some free training and there's also a link to my free group if you could also share this podcast with anybody that you think would benefit from it because this helps us actually develop the podcast and uh, spread our message to a wider audience. So that would be very, very grateful if you could do that. Uh, and leave us a comment. Let me know how you are actually finding the show and you know how we can best serve you. So yeah, so thank you for being here today. Um, click on the link in the show notes and I hope to see you in my free group.